Peace. So this week, uh, before I get into this week's episode, I wanted to share a lesson, a lesson learned. So uh, the fifth uh, annual Pitch Black was held uh, this week right here in Portland as part of Portland Sneaker Week or Sneaker Week PDX or Sneaker Week, which is a celebration of sneakers and, and the culture around sneakers from design to art, entertainment to very importantly, all the people, especially black people and other people of color involved in the creation and development of the culture, but also the creation and development of the design and the energy that goes into the sneakers. And Pitch Black is also a fantastic uh, black entrepreneur, I guess, event would be the right word, uh, created by Stephen Green. Shout out to Stephen. Uh, that is all about empowering uh, black entrepreneurs um, right here in Portland, but also in other cities that the uh, the event has come to. And, you know, it's a pitching contest and uh, the winners split a pot that's paid from the tickets and somewhere else, I suppose. Um, it's a great way to get some energy behind the businesses and the businesses that young that people are creating. But also, you know, what business cannot use some cash, uh, which gets me to my lesson of the day. So I, I walked in and I sat down and I was accompanied by my good brother, the black man, Green Plan. And you know, prepared to enjoy the festivities, and I was struck with a with a thought and a, the immediate flash of light and the power of understanding in that I realized there was no reasonable reason why I was not out there in the field of people pitching their business and creative projects, and especially that this year's one was all about culture. And, and I realized that the, the break point or the moment of uh, the cognitive point in the spot where I made my decision whether I was or wasn't going to put myself out there to pitch. I was in the midst of, you know, a number of, of household stressors and professional needs and uh, time crunches. And I looked at the the the, the flyer and the, the notices like, yeah, if you got a business you want to pitch, contact Steven and put yourself on the docket, wah, wah, wah. And the tired, uh, busy man said, oh, I ain't got time for that, which is, you know, a ridiculous thing in hindsight. But that's the reality sometimes uh, when you learn a lesson the hard way and you have to remember that and as, as a one to grow on, ensure that when you're making important decisions, especially decisions about your business or something creative that you're doing or something professional that you're doing, that you take into consideration uh, where you're at. You know, maybe don't make that decision at the end of the workday in between uh, another meeting and picking up your kid. So for that, let me be clear, any future Pitch Blacks, I will be in the building, um, whether I'm pitching, which, you know, really right now the development of this podcast or some of my other various ideas that are in, um, you know, different stages of, of creation and growth. So I'm going to take that energy and get us ready for my guest today, who is Richard Gilliam, uh, a good brother I've had the opportunity to do some community work with and just connect with here in Portland. Uh, we get into a myriad of subjects, including the timely discussion, a little bit of Nipsey Hustle. Shout outs to uh, him, respect to his family, um, as is, uh, I think it's his degree day, his birthday uh, this week. Um, so some folks got him out there in the atmosphere. Um, you know, but out to, you know, the realities of um, the meaning of OG, the importance of communication and relationships. Uh, community organizing and you know, working yourself out of a job and you know there's more there obviously so I'll let you get into the episode 
and you can hear it for yourself. All right, see you on the other end. Thank you for listening. Peace. Let's fire it up. Peace. This is the Ask Your Old Head podcast with Justice Raji. I'm here with my guest, Richard Gilliam. Richard, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having right. me. Before we get started, I'm going to ask you just, uh, you know, share someone or some ones that you would like to get some love or reverence to before we get started. Okay. Um, I, I think that, first of all, I'd like to give reverence to uh, my daughter. Uh, she's going to be graduating uh, from a prestigious college. Uh, one Actually, this higher-ranked and reader, Lewis and Clark Private School, we didn't have to bribe to get her in there. Uh, she's doing really well. Uh, you know, we'll be going on in her schooling. She graduates in about three weeks. And, you know, despite, you know, so much going on back here in Portland, she's been able to compartmentalize that and stay focused on her studies. And we're very proud of her. Uh, I, I like to give reference to her mother, who's, uh, those very issues she's been dealing with a lot of uh, medical issues and is doing uh, so well. I'm so proud of her strength. And then, you know, I, anytime I give reverence, I have to give reverence to my mother. Um, you know, like a lot of people, I was blessed to have a great, uh, wonderful mother uh, you know, who lived to be 97. She just passed away uh, here uh, within the last year and a half. Uh, but she, every day, it's like so interesting, man, these lessons that she taught me and, uh, her history, uh, you know, we talk about somebody who, uh, uh, was born in the South in the, you know, in the twenties, uh, was almost lynched at seven in Arkansas, uh, you know, moved to, you know, and, and was forced to go to, uh, that's what, uh, precipitated her coming to Chicago um, and had a wonderful life, you know, uh, made it through the Depression, um, was in, involved in the war effort, building radars, uh, was involved, you know, when they were burning down the west side of Chicago after Dr. King's assassination. Mm -hmm. She was able to, you know, it's an interesting story she taught me, you know, concerning her, um, uh, uh, her, one of her bosses, uh, who was white, who was so mean to her, and and who required her required her to actually vouch for him to save his life, uh, because he, you know, they were <clears throat> burning, you know, and during during the uprising, uh, at the result of Dr. King's assassination, uh, um, they were, you know, there were there was some violence, there was some mm -hmm. significant violence, and and. You know, she actually, despite this person being mean to her, helped him out. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it was a lot of lessons in there. Uh, and she just continued to teach me to, to the day she died. So I want to give reverence to those people. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So we'll get in. Um, please share a standard or principle um, that you try to live by um, that's important to you and how you move through the work. Well, you know, it... it my principle, I think, um, can can really be embodied. You know, it's, it was a, a poem I learned many years ago. Uh, Rudyard Kipling's "If 
you know, that talked about, you know, if you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you, if you mm-hmm. can trust yourself when all men doubt you and make allowance for their doubting too and, you know, and wait but not be tired of waiting or being lied about, don't give in to lies, you know, or being hated, don't mm-hmm. deal, you know, with hate. Uh, yet don't look too good nor talk too wise. I think that that is um, one of my principles that I've I've had, despite, you know, whatever may happen in my life, you know, to uh, ensure that I am staying on point about uh, my humility and who I am, um, understanding, you know, uh, having a firm grasp of who I am no matter um, how others may try to uh, shape what the narrative is about you, uh, staying true to that. I, I think that I've I've learned a lot about that. Um, you know, meeting you know with triumph and disaster, and treating both those imposters the same. Mm-hmm. You know, walking. Um, you know, talking with with crowds and keeping your virtue, and walking with kings. You no know, lose. You know, losing the common touch. I think as a community organizer and working uh, the work that I've done across the country, working in communities, um, dealing with powerful people, very powerful people, but also dealing on the ground level, the grassroots, uh, and ensuring that those people are just as important as anybody that I speak with. Um, that's been some guiding principles for me, I think, that has you know served me well. Mm-hmm. So. Wow. Man. Said a lot right there. So, can you share? Because um, you're one of my first guests that uh, that went specifically to to the reality, of, like connecting with a poem and like how writing shows up. Mm-hmm. Is there you know is there a particular story or anecdote you can remember about sort of kind of how you got acquainted with that particular work or like how did that land? Yeah, yeah. You like actually, you know, it's funny. Uh, uh, honestly, you know, I, I learned it through uh, uh, my fraternal okay. uh, uh, connections. And, you know, this was one of the things that I learned in terms of, you know, uh, life's lessons. And you look at it differently when you're young, you know, when you're in your, you know, when you're in your 20s. Uh, you know, I looked at it. Well, I said, "Wow!" You know, uh, different people. Uh, you know, it's connected to my fraternity, like you know, Dr. King and Thurgood and W. B. Dewars, uh, and uh, uh, different folks. You said, "Wow!" Well, they they learned this. They uh, look at how their lives, how they guided their lives. Look at the different lessons and the different challenges they had. So you put it in that context. But then, as you as you um, mature. You realize, oh, I have realized that um, a lot of my experiences, especially you know, contemporaneously recently, um, you know, a lot of my experiences. This is a very good uh, blueprint in terms of um, you know navigating some of these issues. So that was the origin, I think. You know, was a was a fraternal kind of a lesson, uh, but I've I've continued to like really internalize. Uh, what those what those words say because they mean so much. You know, there's a lot of things mean so much as you get older. So, mm. all right, thank you. Second question. I'm gonna come back because there's something, but I want to circle back. Sure, 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 sure. Um, this is this is your this is your thing, Podfather. Oh, oh man, oh man, I got more, more titles. I'm with it. Okay. Um, so, um, relationships <laughs> broadly defined. Mm-hmm. Um, is there something that you? understand now about relationships that maybe you did or understood differently when you were a younger man? 
Yeah. Wow. Well, you know what, man? Uh, just, you know, uh, it's talking, keeping it, as they say, the young people say, keeping it real. Uh, just keeping it real. I think that I've learned so much in term, with respect to my, um, uh, my intimate relationship, uh, uh, you know, with my spouse. I think that I've learned so much about qualitatively about being a better man. Uh, what that really means, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes we associate being a good man with just that you, um, you know, the fidelity and that you, you know, you're, you're loyal and uh, you're respectful. But there's so much more, I think, to learn about being a good man and being a, um, it's not just being a provider. It's not just about uh, monetarily you know, uh, that you, you know, providing resources. But um, I think on a, on a much deeper level, uh, you know, it has to do with the, you know, understanding, you know, uh, uh, the other person and and truly appreciating them and their, their aspirations, not just to a prism of you, but through their prism. What are their hopes? What are their dreams? What are their aspirations? How are you... Um, playing uh that integral role that you should play you know how are you being supportive we think that we're being supportive sometimes as men uh and i know they say you know 90 percent of things is just showing up but it's more to it than just showing up um it's a it's you know constant challenge and you know relationships are fluid um from a professional standpoint i think that i've learned um it's, it's, it's interesting, you know, as you <clears throat> as you grow older, I think mm-hmm. that you learn, you know, what, bi- what what bridges to burn and what bridges to cross. You mm-hmm. know, sometimes mm-hmm. we oftentimes get so upset uh, we, and, and moral indignation about things, and sometimes it's justified and rightfully so. But also, you know, you also sometimes um, have to put things in – in context, you know, that whole thing of, uh, you know, there are no permanent enemies, there's only permanent <laughs> interests. Uh, you, 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 you really kind of learn that. And, you know, as you advance professionally and, you know, as you try to reach certain specific uh, career or community objectives, especially in, you know, my field, I mean, you know, dealing with politics, dealing with community organize, organizing and the like, you know, you realize um, that you have to contextualize things and you have to put it in the right uh, perspective. And, you know, and, and you know, just like, you know, you ever see The Godfather? Remember The Godfather? Mm-hmm. So you remember how, uh, you know, Sonny, you know, uh, remember he wanted to, after The Godfather was shot, he wanted to just go out and shoot up everybody and, you know, and and the concierge is telling him, hey, you know, this is that's personal. You know, it's not it's not business. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you know, keeping things um, in the right perspective, man. You know, sometimes we, you know, I'm a very, um, I don't know, heartfelt type of brother. You know, I I look at things and I I try I try to keep things real. I don't I'm I'm not I'm not phony. I'm a real person. People know people know you know you know who I am and my feelings, but, you know, sometimes we can go to an extreme on that, you know, and, and things are so emotional, but we have to put things in context, you know, and, and our business relationships, you know, bring it back to that. Um, our business relationships, we have to, 
you know, put them in the right perspective and, and take some of the emotion out, you know. Right. So I've learned a lot on that. All right. Um, I'd like to reflect back two things on you. One, um, I mean, what you said about uh, about relationships, like, with your spouses, mm-hmm. like, I think it's really, um, it's spot on. <laughs> it's, because um, it's, and it's something I've wrestled with, you know, I think, you know, in, in, in at least in the social media channels that I'm in, you know, we do have a, a community conversation about relationships and love and, and mm-hmm. this and that and mm-hmm. what you're supposed to do and what men ain't supposed to do, what da da da. And that fidelity piece is in there, the the provider concept. But I think sometimes the like what does that really mean behaviorally? Mm-hmm. Like how you you know, if you're thinking about tuning in to know if you're really being that entity that you're you're talking about. Um, in real time, and then and I think the most important thing that you said there, I, I wanted to to highlight was the idea through through the other person's prism, mm-hmm. like not through what you think. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I checked all the boxes, mm-hmm. I'm good money. Because um, mm-hmm. I I worry that sometimes, and myself as I like to say, I'm 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 an older younger man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm not I'm not a young young man no more. But I'm not. I know I'm not like an older man, right? right. So I'm a younger older right. man. I mean, it's still in the first part of being older, um, though is 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 really seeing people, seeing other men struggle with like clarity around why they're in a relationship or what mm-hmm. they're supposed to be doing or mm-hmm. lamenting like I did this and that so she should be happy and it's mm-hmm. like uh, I I don't know you know what I mean is there any mm-hmm. just a nugget you would maybe share around like. If if it doesn't seem to be working out, something that you could, you know, maybe tip somebody, tip a young brother to do introspectively, maybe or that you mm-hmm. could just, you know, sight and see, not knowing any details, but just mm-hmm. like on a general level. Mm-hmm. You know, I I would say, man, that the, that the most important currency that you have in a relationship, I think, and I I really believe this, man, and it's it's born true uh, with with me is communication. That's everything. And it sounds corny and it sounds overly simplistic, but, you know, when all the other stuff, you know, when all the uh, the intimacy, all the other stuff is challenged, you know, you never know um, the person that you love may indeed um, suffer some sort of uh, physical, um, de- you know, debilitation mm-hmm. or, or constraints. Can you talk? Can you talk through things? Can you, um, when there's, um, when things are difficult, you know, and, and things are challenging, can you, do you have the ability to listen? You know, one of the things that we, we often say is, wow, I could listen. I could, you know, I'll just let, you know, I could just let the woman talk, man. You know, I, 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 I could just, you know, I, just benignly just listen, but are you hearing her? Mm-hmm. Okay, you could listen, but are you hearing her? And 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 I think that that's if it was any advice I would give to, you know, uh, a young brother, young person involved in a relationship is the importance of of communication. And communication is not just yapping. Communication is not just checking off the box. You don't okay. I listened to how her day was. Uh, you know, <laughs> even though I was thinking about you know, you know, the Blazer game or whatever. You know, so, uh, but but really focusing and 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 never underestimating uh, 
the power of the question, you know, what do you think? You know, sincerely asking that, what do you think? Mm. You know, in my experiences, um, in my experience, um, I think that that is a critical uh, question. You know, oftentimes your partner, I think, this is my experience. You asked me my my perspective. Um, That really means a lot. Mm-hmm. To know to to know what they think, and not it's not that you're not on high, you know, saying hey, dictating this is how things going to be, you know this 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 thing of uh, us as men, you know, um, yeah, I'm the man in this relationship, whatever. Yes, you are biologically the man in this relationship. However, you know, from a communication standpoint, you know, there's 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 got to be equality, mm-hmm. you know, so. So we won't, we're not supposed to get into music yet. So no, I'm gonna say Teddy. I, mean, I could have Teddy Pendergrass wrote a song oh, like it. that. You know, say I mean, not, about not, it. Say no, no, about no. It. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, when he was talking about, uh, you know, uh, uh, his old school song, old school music that's about, that. you know, yeah. I mean, not seventy twenty, not sixty forty. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. See, that's the whole thing, man. You know, is 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 back in the day. This this music really meant something. You know, and and you know, and that that how that could be another advisory. I mean, you know, listen to some of these old love songs, man. Some of this stuff is really deep, and some of this stuff is very instructive. Yeah, you know, definitely. So. I'm, I'm gonna come back to that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, yeah, a, I'm, yeah, a, Teddy, yeah. I'm a Teddy Pendergrass fan. Okay. So I'm, oh, I'm, oh, I'm, oh, I'm oh I have to tell you about my Philly days, man. I'm I, gonna I, circle back. Okay. Because, um, All right. And I just wanted to like one other thing too, because I mean. Being a professional in community organizing, mm-hmm. right? and um, and I think building community with people and really what that means, I think is a, I think some of the things we're trying to do socially, mm-hmm. and and civically and whatever, I think some of the suffering is that we we have we may have some connection and we have some time together, but I I fear that we're not getting as much actual community happening with people, right? So people are coming to the meetings and are active and this and that. And then some people people just ain't. Some people just are not (laughs) coming Mm -hmm. to none of the meetings. Mm -hmm. But even within those people that are there, like that, 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 let me know if you think, is community building, is it more than just knowing? Like, you know, to each other and like what what is something that you would say is, is at the essence of community building you know what I mean from your professional experience I think you know and no matter what community I've worked in uh, South and West Side Chicago North Philly West Philly you know D.C. here I think what's at the essence of it is first of all we have to understand that we're at a place in time right now you know April 2019 Folk are dealing with fight or flight, man. Folk are dealing with, you know, you know, struggle. It's, it's a struggle out here. We're in an environment that's very hostile, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, we're in an environment that, um, you know, if you're asking someone to, to come to a meeting, uh, in, in all reality, man, folk have to work, especially here. You know, let's look at the economics of it, you know. Folks have to work two and three jobs, man, just to survive, just to pay for housing. And then they're making choices about, um, you know, real choices about, you know, uh, medicine and, and, and necessities like that. 
So I think we have to recognize just the, the urgency that we're, we're in, and we have to recognize that the constraints that are on folks. But we also have to, you know, I think if we're going to, to, to engage our communities, if we're going to get our communities involved with, you know, uh, being, being part of the, uh, the struggle, we, we have to be authentic. You know, you just can't um, cook up the meal and serve it to the community. The mm-hmm. community has to be involved with going to the grocery store. The community has to be involved with the preparation of the meal and all that. I know I'm talking metaphorically here, but I'm saying that we have to bring community more into the process much earlier and be more authentic. And we also have to understand that there are some real um, historical uh, issues. Mm. You know, that's one of the things I learned. um, And luckily, I already had those sensibilities. But that's one of the things I learned here in in, in Portland, uh, or affirmed here in Portland, not learned, affirmed here in Portland, um, because I knew that I needed to do my homework to understand that I'm not from here, you know, even though I've I've been here for a while. Um, But we have to understand the harm that's been done to communities. And 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 when you're able to do that, you're able to make a requisite reconciliation with that community where, you know, you, you actually are healing. Okay. I mean we you know, two thousand nineteen is a real issue about reparations. Okay, it's a real issue about the history of this state and racism. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's a real issue about nationally, about, you know, our struggle and our experience here as black folks here, you know, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, 400 years mm-hmm. uh, from, from you know, ironically, you know, uh, from us uh, uh, being brought forcible, forcibly into, you know, this, this, this country. Um, and, and there's some real issues about how we need to reconcile and realize, man, that, you know, the, the, the history on that. So, All right. Yeah. Hey, thank you. Yeah. Well, can you share something that's just something that's really important to you mm-hmm. right now in your life? Just something that's just, just you know, it's up there, it's high on the list or just, mm-hmm. just something significant? There's a lot. There's a lot that's important. I, I think one of the things that really jumps out at me at this stage in my life um, as being a little older brother is that I real I it's so important for me not to be in the mold of acquiring material things it's not what I acquire and what I how much money I make how much I acquire you know money is you gotta pay bills and you gotta handle your business you know um but I also think that, you know, simply stated, it's, it's not about the money right now for me. It's about the legacy that I leave. And that manifests itself in a lot of different ways. That manifests itself in terms of me being a father, uh, what I'm instilling, you know, in my children, uh, what legacy I leave them. Um, uh, even, you know, we met uh, during a, a mentorship mm-hmm. uh, uh, effort. Um, what I'm imparting on young people, I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I don't know why this job thought just came up. Uh, I'm thinking about <laughs> last summer, 
you know, I, I passed by this park in Southeast, man, and it was these young brothers and young Latino brothers, and, and they were playing basketball. And so I'm like, you know, I try to keep myself in shape, you know. <laughs> and I'm literally, literally about three times these guys' age, you know. And so, you know, I got out of my car, man, and I was playing ball with them, you know. And I'm like, man, I'm, you know, they, they accepted me, man. They, they not like, you know, like, a, you know, that's, this is granddad, you know. And so they were accepting me. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm like one of them, huh? You know, I'm, I'm kidding myself. So, so this brother slammed on me. And so I was like, oh, man. And so then I went into my old man thing. I dare you slam over there. Oh, you owe me. That's, dis- that's disrespectful. I, I, I dare you. I dare you do that. And then, but, but, but it, it offers it when you build relationships. And this is getting yeah. back to my community organizing, which is essential with respect to building building relationships, real relationships. So you build relationships, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm talking to you, young brothers, hey, you know, what what school you go to, yeah, so what do you want to do with your life, blah, blah, blah. You know, this is like during the break, you know, a little break. Yeah, yeah, the so then I come back, <clears throat> I remember coming back later in the summer, because I, you know, I've been there, well, I was there about five, six times. But like toward the last time, the last part of the summer, I went back up there and they were playing, and so I hear them talking, man, when I was walking up. They're like, OG back, OG, OG is back. <laughs> and, so, and so I was like, yeah, this is a teachable moment right here. So, so I go up and I said, what do you mean by OG, man? What do you mean by OG? He said, man, you know what I mean by OG, you know, old, old gangster, original gangster. I said, no, nah, brother, it's original gentleman, okay? And it got with this whole whole riff conversation about being a gentleman, okay? About how important that is, you know, how how how, how distinctive that is, how 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 um, you know that all that gangster stuff, you know, that that plays out. Mm-hmm. You know, y'all haven't seen or uh, anything that I haven't seen. You know, you know, I'm telling them, you know, hey, I'm from the South Side of Chicago. Feel me? So, um, so it was a teachable moment, man. I could see in their face, it was like, wow, okay. He said original, he said old gentleman. That's you know, a gentleman. That's yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spin on it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, yeah they, it put a new spin where on they, it, man. Where they, I mean, I could, you know, you probably had that moment where you could see him going. Because, you know, they, they saying it from a like, you know, we, we, we respect right. you, we, we dig right. you. But then let them know, like, right. you know, like one, I, I'm taking it and I appreciate it. Yep. However, also, like, be a gentleman, man. Like, right. you, it don't have to be gangster. It that's, could be something else. That's right. <laughs> and that's like, right. Oh, you know what I mean? And it, um, yep. That's peace, man. I think the, uh, I mean, something that you displayed in that in that in that story that I want to reflect back is just the, because often, especially with with young people and people that are younger than us, sometimes folks are like, yeah, somebody need to go down there, tell them some kids to to do this and to do that and to make them. And it, it's it, it for me with back my background in education and being in, in, and in human services and working with people, mm-hmm. um, and I I I came to accept it I think before the profession did in terms of social service and uh, education, uh, but acknowledging at some point if you really don't want to do this, it don't matter how hard or how punitive or whatever I am, you ain't gonna do it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so I need to. I need to respect your agency mm-hmm. and go, 
all right, looks like you just ain't really trying to do this today. And and even if I gotta say, listen, this is what we doing today. If if for love for me, because you like Raji, give me twenty minutes on it, and mm-hmm. then man, go over there read a book, go play on your phone, whatever. But give me a moment, you know what I mean? Because I'm because because mm-hmm. I need to respect the idea that you gotta you you let me know when I got the bridge right. And so mm-hmm. with that, you know what I mean? They let you know like, oh, all right. So you was coming in their space. You was coming into their mm-hmm. world where they was kicking it, doing their thing, mm-hmm. and you was being a part of it. And then you know. When the time presented itself, you added something on, right? right? Where if the first day y'all was playing ball, if they had called you OG and you did that, they may or may not have received it the exactly. same way, right? Exactly. You know what I mean? And I, I think it's a, it's just this reality of spending time. You know I mean, I think you know that's a really big thing. That's that. that that's well, important. you know, as mentors, man, you know that's like uh, um, a golden rule. These young people are very, very sophisticated, and they know. They got a good detector about, you know, if you're not real or not, okay? And one of the most important things of mentorship, as you know, is is sustaining those relationships, man. You know, not being episodic about, you know, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes you're there, sometimes you're not. Sometimes there's, there's, there's constraints where you physically can't be there, but there may be other ways to, to connect. You know, I mean, I saw a young man uh, that I was mentoring um, two years ago from Ockley Green, and he and his mom, and she, you know, he hugged me, and then when she, when he kind of walked away, she was like, "I want to thank you because now he, um, you know, wants to go to college. He wants to study government. Uh, he uh, wants to start a, a black student union." I had school and all of that. And I'm like, wow, you know, that was like so powerful to me, man. That's one of the biggest testaments to me, man. So, oh man, that's good stuff right there. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to make a pivot on it. Okay. Um, cool. So I know you're from Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, is there something that, I mean, you know, Chicago's been in. I mean, it's died down a little bit, at least in the the the, the media coverage that as it was. But there was a, a peak point, maybe about two years ago, where it was like, I mean, and some of that was definitely a political tactic to be like, you know, sure, this is Chicago as this like counterpoint to a certain policies, right? Like, oh, but look right. at the violence in Chicago, you know, that right. kind of thing, right? Which I, you know, um, but is there something about Chicago that you want to make sure um, we hear? You know what I mean? That's a part of your own, you know, your, mm-hmm. where you grew up or something about your formative experience or something about mm-hmm. Chicago from whatever perspective that you want to make sure that, that, that folks know about or look for. Well, first of all, I would say that, <clears throat> you know, in just in recent days, they just elected the first uh, black woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Black woman's leading the third largest city uh, in our country now. Um, uh, she's a, uh, you know, open, open, openly uh, lesbian uh uh, person and uh, she has made it a point uh, to work with all the communities and look at things from a grassroots perspective. And I say that to say, you know, her opponent, um, I'm extremely close to. Mm. You know, people asking me was I going to be going back there working for uh, her, uh, Tony Preckwinkle, and she was trounced, of course, <laughs> in, the, <laughs> in the election. Um, however. Um, I think what I would want people to 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 to, to know 
is that beyond the 740, uh, 700 plus murders you you hear about it uh, every year, um, beyond some of these sensational uh, headlines, um, there are folks who have been working in these communities for years. Uh, they're unheralded. Um, they, when the, you know, when, when, when you talk about Chirac, they don't, they don't, uh, it doesn't conjure up images of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they've worked very hard under some very extremely tough situation, you know, circumstances, you know, you know, 50 plus schools being closed, um, uh, complete, uh, uh, transformation of, uh, public housing and, mm-hmm. and, uh, dispersal of folks, you know, uh, gentrification, um, uh, so many, so many different issues, but beyond that, folks working diligently uh, to try to maintain. And I'm very proud, you know, a city that uh, was founded by a black man, Jean Baptiste de Sabo. Um, uh, it's a lot of pride there, mm-hmm. a lot of um, pride in our in the communities there. Uh, you know, albeit there's a lot of challenges, but. You know, I would want people to know beyond these sensational headlines in, in the third largest city that there are some people, you know, it's easy, you know, simplistic, overly simplistic to say there's some really good people. It's really good people. There's really good people everywhere. You know, it's like, you know, you know, I'm pro school, you know. Yeah. Oh, you know what I'm saying? You know, this you know, school say, is good. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm saying, man, but it's some it's some really, really, you know, folks who and they don't want headlines. These are folks that they shy away from the headline who work who have been working diligently in these communities despite increasing challenges, man. So that's all I would say is that <clears throat> there are there are some hardworking, community-minded uh, folks there. Um, uh, you know, look beyond the look beyond the the, the, the headlines, um, and you know, and 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 contextualize this stuff. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. beyond the uh, the controversies and and empire and all this other stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, all right. I want to do two. Questions? That's because honoring our time, I don't want to lose them. So, um, first one would be more heavy, and the second one would be more not. Oh, oh, man, you set me up. Setting you up. All right, man. So, because something I did that you did want to make sure I think that you could share a nugget. Is there anything you would give for someone that's looking to go into community organizing and service and working in those capacities? Mm-hmm. Just any word, a word to the wise that you would want to give someone to, to prepare themselves to deal with the rigor of that experience. Because the a part of the challenge of working in government, working in community service, or in community organizing is that you get, you're close to the issues, mm-hmm. and issues that are heartfelt and important. And mm-hmm. sometimes the other side of that is when someone opposes you or opposes the issue, it's like they're opposing you. Mm-hmm. as a person mm-hmm. um so i was thinking that you would be someone that could maybe just give someone that's looking towards that future um just something that you would want them to to get ready to do or prepare themselves to be to be able to manage that experience well it's <laughs> and this is gonna sound so bizarre this what this statement i'm gonna say but pre- prepare yourself on a regular basis if you're working in community organizing, that if you're doing this job properly, you're always working yourself out of a job. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm, I'm, I want to explain that because people say, wait, wait a minute now, you know, why is this, this old head talking about 
you know, working yourself out. Don't even, don't even want the young people to have continued employment. No, what I mean by that is, is as you're working on community organizing projects, that you need to always keep the perspective that um, you are not giving someone, you know, uh, catfish. You are teaching them how to fish for catfish so that they can, you know, uh, fish for catfish while, when you're gone. Mm-hmm. So, 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 I mean, paraphrase the old, <laughs> I had to put it on catfish. I don't know why I got catfish That's on my good. mind, man. I, I must be hungry. But man, anyway, yeah, it's man. That time of day. Yeah, man. So, so that's the thing, man, is, is that, you know, understand that, you know, part, part of this work is empowering people so that they can, uh, uh, you know, they've empowered themselves and they can empower their communities where they don't need you. It's not a, a, a permanent uh, situation where you are continually organizing because, you know, there's, there's, there's different campaigns, there's different contexts, but you want folks to be able to uh, fight for themselves. Mm-hmm. You want people. You want to. You want to. You want to be able to teach people. If you've done this correctly, you have empowered them to henceforth be able to uh, fight for the issues, and henceforth be able to teach others. You know. Uh, so it's a it's a continuum. So I would say that to a young person that, and and also understand. You know, if 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 this is something where you're looking, where you 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 just you know, I've been lucky to have different positions in my career that some were higher paying than others. If you're looking to uh, immediately, you know, get this six-figure salary, you know, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, and you need to ask yourself, what was your motivations for going into that? What are your motivations, rather, for going into this work? So those are two things immediately that I would, I would think right. of. Thank you. Um, so on a lighter note, <laughs> um, so we, we, we mentioned you're my man Teddy, um, yeah. and I like music and I like talking music when I when I can. Um, and so I had an idea when you brought that up. If you, what would be your three three right now, Teddy Pendergrass involved songs? Hmm. So so okay. it don't just need to be him by himself. It could be with the Blue Notes. Okay. Be, you know. Okay. Okay. Uh, I would say the first one that immediately <clears throat> immediately comes up comes up to me. <clears throat> excuse me. Would be um, wake up. Uh, there's never been a better time, a more important time to be woke. Uh, there's never been a better time for all aspects of our community, our teachers, our builders. Uh, to be woke, and, and as you know, Teddy and the Blue Notes, uh, you know, enunciated that very well in that song. You know, wake up everybody. Uh, that was uh, that was real important. Um, you know, coming back from interpersonal um, you know, challenges, you know, relationship challenges. We had talked about the outset about mm-hmm. advice about relationships. You know, love TKO. You know, mm. you know, listen, let it go. Yeah, man, you got, you, you know, yeah, you know, you know, um, uh, but you, you know, and, uh, that's two that re- that's, that's two that really comes, comes out at me. Um, you know, 
And we have to emotionally manage ourselves. Um, you know, uh, I, I'm, I'm thinking about the uh, the one song, you know, uh, about it not hurting now, you know. And you have to emotionally manage ourselves. We Otherwise, we, we go under, mm. you know. And so those are, you know, those are three immediate songs. I mean, there's other songs that yeah. he has that, yeah, it's, it's, you know. It's a catalog. It's yeah, a whole yeah, catalog. Yeah. That's yeah. why, I, you know, I try not yeah. to. No, no. I lived, just I, in the moment. When I lived in Philly, you know, I heard so many interesting stories about Teddy and, uh, uh, you know, fascinating stories about Ted, Teddy Pendergrass, man. And, you know, it was a fascinating career, fascinating life, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. I'm. Uh, I mean, you know, you know, I'm, you know, I'm from Trenton and grew up in Willingboro and in the Philadelphia area. You know, yeah. so culturally, sound of Philadelphia music and DAS and all that is is my, as I like to tell, well, I tell my kids, like to other kids, like I didn't listen to children's music, I listened to DAS. That's right. You know what I mean, so That's my right. reference point for like being four, listening to something is Teddy Pendergrass and. Uh, Sound of Philadelphia and uh, you know whatever DAS was playing. Right. You know what I'm saying so. Well, think about that music that came out of uh, the Sound of Philadelphia. I mean, the music was very, very powerful, man. Very powerful. Um, I was fortunate enough uh, when I was a legislative director in the Philadelphia City Council uh, to work on some community development projects with, of all people, Kenny Gamble. So Kenny Gamble wasn't just about music, man. Kenny Gamble was about community building. You know, in South Philly, you know, we were dealing, we were working on uh, different projects where we were um, uh, doing, uh, you know, community development projects, bringing um, uh, infrastructure and, and, com- and community economic development into this one section of South Philadelphia. Um, I was so proud of him, you know, sitting down with him and saying, wow, you know, this is an architect of one of the most important um, uh, segments of, of music history, you know, I mean, the OJs, you know, the Blue Notes, the mm-hmm. Intruders. You know, think about this mu- music. I always love my mama, all of this. You think about, you know, all the stuff, the, o- uh, the OJs, you know, uh, uh, you know, some of the music they had. I mean, this was really deep and uh, resounding uh, and timeless music. But to know that... It wasn't just about as a lyricist or it wasn't just about as a technician, a producer, um, that he and Mr. Huff, you know, were doing this music, but that he actually embodied the importance of community building and, and, and of community. And to see that happen, you know, X amount of years later in, in real time yeah. and working with him on projects was really beautiful. Well, I think I think you... Man, I think you landed on a spot that I don't want to. I want to. I want to. I want to just start to bring us, bring us in, because I, I, I think that that is. Um, I think you, you encapsulate something there, and uh, I guess I'll reflect back. It's just the um, that being about creativity um, does not exclude the also idea of being about your community too, mm-hmm. right? And I think that that's an important thing. Um, to, to highlight it. Well, we just we we, we just witnessed that, right? Yeah. With, with, with Nipsey, right? Yeah. Nipsey Hustle, right? He 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 would go down, you know, the pantheon of rappers uh, as being one of the most beloved rappers because it, it wasn't just about the talent, but it was about that he recognized the importance of investing in his community. 
you know, he, he, he you know, uh, uh, you know, reportedly, you know, all that, all that, all those businesses that he developed there, all the different projects he was working on in terms of trying to make his community better, you know, is stuff that really, really matters and that, and that, you know, uh, lives beyond. And that goes back to, you know, when I was talking about what's, you asked me about what was important to me right now at this juncture in my life and about, you know, it's not just about acquiring uh, monetary rewards. It's about your legacy. It's about what do you leave. And so that whole thing about your creativity as a nexus to uh, you being able to uh, use that same imagination and making your community better, I think, is, is, is essential. Man, Maurice, I want to say thank you for thank you, man. joining me today. Thank you. Something you know, once you've been on the show once, you're welcome to come back. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? So okay. we can go deeper on a couple of topics and tips. Absolutely. Um, anything for the good of the order for our let us go? Well, I just wanted to say, man, I'm, I'm, I'm very appreciative and honored that you would even, you know, want uh, an old head like me to, to be on your show, man, and... And that it is so important uh, what you're doing because you are uh, enshrining, uh, you know, some of the wisdom, intergenerational wisdom. You know, there may be a young person that heard one thing that I said or one thing that one of your guests said that made a difference. And I just think that this is so important, this uh, intergenerational connections, you know, right now. Um, And thank you for being a, a vehicle and uh, your show being a vehicle for doing such. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. This has been the Ask Your Old Head Podcast with Justice Raji. Thank you for joining us. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Ask Your Old Head Podcast. Ask Your Old Head is a creative project exploring modern manhood at the intersection of race, gender, culture, and class. Thank you to my guest, Richard Gilliam, for sharing uh, his stories and his wisdom. Thank you to you, the listener, for adding on and engaging what we had to say today. Please uh, look out and contact me on social media at Justice Raji anywhere. Uh, also, you can look for the Ask Your Old Head page on Facebook if you're a Facebook user. Uh, I want to thank Stream PDX. Uh, this episode was, was recorded in the Stream Van at the Open Signal right here in Portland. And also, I want to thank Capital Consulting where some of the post-production work took place. Most of all, I want to thank uh, everybody in every community that uh, enjoys and, and relishes the best part of where they're at and understands the value of being proud of where you're from and also being mindful of where you're going. And with that, I'm going to say peace. <laughs>